Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. All right, Brad, I am back from Walt Disney World, and we have a lot to talk about. Yay, we're recording again. We didn't we didn't abandon our podcast. It's yeah. like, oh look, we hit a we hit a hundred and six years and peace out. That's it. Yeah. This is what, a, a month almost? It's just been a perfect storm of family and traveling and 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 so and life we're and back life now though. Life. Yeah. We are back. Okay, so I got back from Disney. Friday night. So we're recording Sunday. I got back Friday. I am still Disney hungover because, especially near the end of our trip, as we will get to, we were up early and out late. So, uh, man, we really went hard this this trip. But we did a whole bunch of stuff that we'd never done before. And it was a really good trip. I think this is the first time we've ever come back home from Disney and said, I really feel like we did, you know, everything we wanted to. It felt like a really fulfilling trip and we we were sad to leave, but it wasn't like there was tons of things that we left undone. So that was a good feeling to have. So you have nothing left to do at Disney. You never have to go back. No, I didn't say that. Just that we felt pretty good about this specific trip. So Saturday, we got there. We landed in Orlando at like 10 a.m. and got on Magical Express and got to Pop. Pop is incredible. I We were both just floored by that that hotel. I mean, the, the rooms have just been renovated in the last few years, but man, it was great. The shower was awesome. The, the just... It was a small room, but the furniture layout was really good. It didn't feel that small. Um, the the vanity area was really good. Like, it was not luxurious, really, because it was pretty, you know, pretty small. But it felt good. It was super functional. They had USB ports everywhere. There were two, four USB ports on the uh on the thing under the TV, the dresser. Um, on top of the dresser, there were four USB ports, and then there were two plugs and two USB ports on either side of the bed. So basically, this room within easy reach had eight plugs and eight USB ports, which was great because we had two watches, two phones, we had a backup battery to charge, and like I, I have one of those, um, you know, like a USB power strip the that thing, I use the thing for that you know you're going to need when you've got yeah. that much stuff. Right. And didn't need it. Didn't we did not need it even like at all because there were so many, so many USB ports built into the furniture that I mean, it was it was great. We, we are huge fans of Pop Century, especially with it being on the Skyliner. I mean, that is definitely a resort to stay at. And I I do feel like they're, you know, maybe not in name but in pricing, there's definitely going to be like here's your value resorts. Here's your value plus resorts. Here's your um moderate resorts. Here's your moderate pluses. Here's your deluxe and deluxe pluses based on where this Skyliner goes. Um I really think that uh the Skyliner is going to be 
a way for Disney to upsell certain hotels within their three tiers of hotel. And Pop is definitely, for my money, a value plus resort that at least this time we got at a value price. Oh, I yeah, yeah. You're not you're not gonna get me to argue with you against Pop Century, so we were we were just like you know, I didn't know what to expect. I I'd seen pictures, but I've never stayed at a value resort before, so I didn't know what to expect. But man, just from from the second we got there, I mean, it was great. And Pop is so nice because it's laid out very smartly. You have the the classics building, and then all of the other buildings kind of fan out from that building. So no matter what building you're staying in, and we were in the 70s, uh, but no matter what decade or building you're staying in, you're close to the main building. You're close to the gift shop and the the restaurant and everything. So, I mean, it's just like super great. It was a super, super cool, good hotel to stay at. Um, I cannot recommend it enough. So, spoiler alert, this is your first experience at a value resort. And Uh it's, let let me preface this by saying not far, but it's downhill from there. So, well, and and honestly, I wouldn't stay at another one because they're not on the Skyliner. Yeah. The being on the Skyliner, I don't think I will be staying at a hotel that's not on the Skyliner again. Like that it's, and let's just kind of segue right into the Skyliner. The Skyliner is that important to me because that is the greatest form of transportation on property at Disney World, bar none, hands down. I have nothing negative to say about the Skyliner. I know they had an issue uh, when it first started, when the people were stuck up there for three hours, and that is horrible. But I think that was, you know, pretty clear. That was growing pains. Nothing like that has happened again. Claire and I did, we used the Skyliner at every possible opportunity. It was incredible. We are both in love with it. And I, I, I just, I, I can't, I would gush the whole episode about it. I, I love how quiet it is. I love how fast it is. And even if it's, even if it's not like it, it feels much faster than I think it is, but man, just the, the fact that you never stop moving the, the views, the, I don't know, just something about it feels like you're, you're at the Caribbean beach and then you're at Epcot. You know, like instantly there, it, it doesn't feel like you're, you're sitting there riding a bus, you know, waiting, uh, whatever. Like it just, it, it's awesome. I love the Skyliner. Um, well, as long as we, you don't get stuck on it, it's great. Well, yeah. And, but you know, as long as your bus doesn't break down and you have to wait for another bus or, you know, as long as the friendship boat doesn't break down. I mean, I, I feel like as long as whatever your mode of transportation is, doesn't break down is kind of a, like, that's just something you say. You know, as long as your plane doesn't crash, planes are great, you know, to to use to travel. So, I don't know, yeah, as long as you don't get stuck on it. But, I, you know, I, I've also heard stories of, well, the doors not closing on the monorail or the monorail getting stuck or pieces falling off the monorail or, you know, stuff like that. I mean, all all modes of transportation have their issues. But, man, I think the Skyliner is just, it's, great oh yeah no i again i i love the skyliner i i was less i was not as hot on it as what sounds like you are but i also had issues with it and if i hadn't had issues with it i would 
probably be more up on it. And I, and you know, I really hope that when I go back, uh, that I will not experience any issues and be fully behind it like you are right now. That because that's what I want to be. I want to have no mm-hmm. problems with it and be like, it is just straight up amazing. So the first day was Epcot. So we pretty immediately got to like we went to Pop. Dropped our carry-on. We checked in, asked for a king-size bedroom, which we got. Dropped off our carry-on bag and just went to the park. Did you... So, your king-size room, was it like a accessible room, basically? It was second floor. Well, so... so I, I mean, was the bed... Did it feel like it was lower than normal? And did your did your bathroom have a bathtub or did it just have a shower with no lip? The, no lip shower. Had shower doors to the floor i did not feel like the bed was low but okay. it could have been i guess okay um, well, maybe it, it, was... it, it wasn't dramatically low but yeah. it did have a shower with with doors to the floor which was well incredible. And, and actually i say that and then i'm and then i remember oh yeah we're talking about pop post you know because post refurb there are no bath tubs i don't think i mean there may be somewhere but like the typical refurb room is just a shower which yeah is a is a great you know, thing. with a rainfall head mm-hmm. and a handheld yep. shower thing, and you can get them to come out of both of them, which is choice. Yeah, which I think is I I. So it sounds like you got a standard room with just a king size bed, which is great because the last time that I had asked for a king size bed, we got the the handicap. Which I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but the the lower bed just kind of threw me off, you know. Mm. So well, and 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 I will brag on on Pop Century guest services because. We went to check in and the lady got on the phone with whoever to see if they had a king room and it was taking forever. And so while she was on hold, she asked, do you want to decline mousekeeping? Which we did um, and got the $50 gift card. And I can say that it was no big deal. I had reservations about doing that because I like the bed to be made and stuff. But at the end of the week, it was like not a big deal at all. We used... We didn't even need more towels. We used the two towels that were in there for like three days. And then the backup two towels we used for the rest of the trip wasn't a big deal. Decline, like mousekeeping, declining mousekeeping and getting that $50 gift card was totally worth it. So we did all that. We linked the credit card to the room and she still hadn't gotten uh, uh, gotten on the phone with whoever she was trying to talk to. So she said, you know what? Y'all go ahead. Um, I will wait here. Y'all head out to the park you'll get a text message when your room is ready and hopefully we'll be able to get you a king room and so we just left and when we got back to the hotel at like 11 that night we were like one i hope our bags are here (laughs) and two i hope it's a king bed and both were both were true and so i just that was a that was a nice thing for her to say go ahead you don't you know you're done you don't need to wait around for this i'll handle all this and you just you know go have fun so that was good, but yeah, I, it it really felt like a standard room with a king bed. So I don't, I, I did not notice the bed being extra low, but I was also like exhausted beyond belief every time I got in it. So it it was nice to be able it just to flop didn't even into bed. To you. <laughs> right? Yeah, I I probably wouldn't have even noticed. Um, but so we went to we took the Skyliner to Epcot, which this was. Uh, speaking of firsts, this was the first time I have ever used the World Showcase entrance to Epcot. The uh, what did they call it? The International Gateway. Mm-hmm. That is what yeah, it's called. This is 
This is the first time I've ever used that entrance. It is weird. It's real weird to go in that entrance. And I guess it's because I've never used it before, but uh, it's very, very disorienting to enter Epcot from the back side of the park. Like you don't get the, and it's kind of anticlimactic. Like part of the cool thing about going to Epcot is walking in and seeing Spaceship Earth. You know, and and going in the International Gateway was kind of like less cool, but it was pretty short line to get in. Uh, we we never took a bag, so we didn't have to wait for bag check. We just kind of went through the went through the metal detector and went in. But yeah, going in through the International Gateway is interesting, especially when it's your very first park on your very first day at Disney. You don't get that like big <gasps> moment, you know, like you do when you walk down Main Street or when you come in the Epcot, you know, front entrance or whatever, you know. You, you there was there wasn't that big kind of moment like, "Oh my gosh, you're at Disney." And we got that the next day when we went to Magic Kingdom, but um, Yeah, I guess I've I've never thought about that. If that was someone, yeah, if that's your first experience at Epcot, that is a bit weird just because you're not you're entering like you're you're it's it's like turning on a movie halfway through yeah you're or or going in you know like the the back door you know you're kind of entering through almost like the service entrance you don't you don't get the whole you don't get the whole experience yeah so i guess to extra tip you know try to try to make sure you get to go through epcot the quote unquote right way at least once on your at you least know. once yeah maybe maybe go to the but that would be so roundabout because I feel like, and, and you know, somebody feel free to correct me. Like a lot of those places that use International Gateway, and especially you know that have the boats or whatever, they may not have buses that go to the front. I don't know if they have buses that go to the front entrance. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, and it has never been a concern of mine. You know, so that that was just something that I'd never thought about. So this, in I'm basically. Just going to walk through the trip day by day. Uh, attractions, you know, things that, I, that I'm going to talk about within days are in no particular order. Uh, it's just the order that I kind of remembered I wanted to talk about them in. I just assumed um, you were going to tell us about every last, like, I, I was, <laughs> I am, I am, I've got, you know, a couple of sodas over here, a, little, a few sandwiches, because I thought we were going to sit here for about 16 hours. Going to be trip. a long one. Okay. Going to be a long one. Okay. So, Soren around the world. First time doing that, uh, I love it. I think it's a a pretty substantial upgrade over Soren over California. And I know that that's an unpopular opinion, but we did do it three times, and I still feel like Soren around the world is, one, makes more sense um, to be in Disney World, and two, is just... It's a it's a more full experience. I think you you get. So I was worried that the music would not be the same, and it turns out that it is the same score, but with different variations on it depending on where you are. So when you're flying over the Great Wall of China, you get like a Chinese version of the Soren score. Uh, and 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 
in India, you get an Indian version, so on and so forth. Like it's, it's variations depending on the location you're flying over. And I loved that. I thought that was really good. The smells were all really good. The ride itself, the movement was, was really good. I got it. It felt a lot, a little more, it felt a little more thrilling than over California. I got, I had a lot more moments where I kind of like had to, I kind of grabbed the, the handles because I, I really like had that sense of falling when in a dive or whatever. So I think I think that that is better now. Uh, but I, I like this a lot more than than Soren over California. And I, I give it two two hearty thumbs up. So when you when you rode Soren, did you ride in the center set the or like one of the side sets? I did. I say we wrote we wrote it twice, you, not three times. Okay. Um, first time was. Uh, if you're looking at the screen, we were on the right. The second time, we asked to be in the front row and in the middle. And so they, I sent you a picture. Um, we they they pretty much told us to wait under the Soren sign, and then they loaded in the ride and just left us alone in the load-in area. And so there were all three of the of the you know theater load-in areas. And everyone else was waiting around the corner and we were just kind of alone in Soren for two or three minutes. And it was pretty funny. Like it was pretty cool. Um, but the second time we rode middle theater front row, uh, the perfect viewing area. And so first time we got a curvy Eiffel tower, mm-hmm. second time the Eiffel tower was straight. <laughs> so the, I, I would definitely say it's worth the five or 10 minutes extra to ride middle theater front row because or middle not middle theater but middle seat middle uh, what am i trying to say middle middle section yeah middle section front row because that is most definitely the best uh view okay because i like i i think when i have when when it becomes the most weird to me is when i don't get to sit in the middle section and then you know the the what so the Eiffel Tower is probably the most blatant mm-hmm. situation there, but you know the what the Taj Mahal bends the you know big rock structures they do so much that is top to bottom on that mm-hmm. that just gets awkward with that and I don't and I'm not saying that that makes it a bad attraction or even you know or makes it worse. It's just weird to me that they that they choose to do that. But yeah, it it's still a great attraction. It's awesome. We did Journey into Imagination for the first time for both of us, and that was pretty weird. Um <laughs> I I did not know anything about it. Did you hold other your nose? than that's where no. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know anything. Um other than Figment was in it, had no idea Eric Idol was was in it. Surprise. Um, yeah, it was funny, but man, it was like real strange. I think it probably made more sense in Epcot back when Epcot was Epcot. Um, but now it just really sticks out like a sore thumb. But we've done it now, and uh, I'm I'm happy because I don't feel like it's going to be around for too much longer. Uh, if if but, nothing else, in its current, let, let's be hopeful and say in its current iteration, it's not going to be around yeah. very long. Uh, it could be just not around at all very long but i'm gonna i'm gonna choose to believe in its current iteration and 
good. I'm I am glad that you finally went and did that because it it did it did hurt me a little bit every time that we'd talk about it. And you'd be like, oh yeah, that thing that I haven't done. So mm. now now at least you know what you know. Did you go to the bathroom? No. Oh man, you didn't get to hear the originals. <laughs> I really wanted to hear the story about how you sat in the bathroom for fifteen minutes to listen to the to the old area music. Nope. We uh we had dinner reservations like right after, so we had to run over to Canada, which we'll talk about in a little bit. We went to La Cellier. We also rode the Three Caballeros boat ride in the in Mexico. We had never done that, uh, and also had no idea that pyramid is full of stuff, and there's a restaurant in there. I am Jeremy. my secret sh- my secret shame of Jeremy. this trip is that I had no idea that stuff was in there. Dude, no idea. Dude, don't tell. Like, I get that you didn't know the right, but so like you've never walked in and realized there was all the shopping and the Cabadell tequila and like all the and the 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 full restaurant. That so you thought the only knew- restaurant in Mexico was the the one over by the water? Yeah. Yep. Oh wow. Wow. I knew the ride was in you there, but I thought stuff. I thought that whole pyramid was the ride, and and it's not like, uh. But yeah, no, there's a bar in there, and a restaurant, and shopping, and and a a boat ride. So yeah, that's my my secret Disney shame is I don't know how I missed that, and a boat ride that goes by the restaurant, no less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very very Disneyland mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean. But yeah, don't know, don't know how I missed that. But the the boat ride was fun. Uh, it it definitely feels like the uh, uh, three caballeros is just kind of shoehorned into it. But as it a, yeah, which it, which it totally was because Rio del Tiempo yeah. didn't have anything, and then they added that, and soon they'll be uh, replacing that with uh, with Coco. So, but that is my favorite. Uh, that is my favorite kind of attraction at Epcot. The just the like fun cultural you know kind of thing i think i would have liked rio del tiempo more here's a lot of stuff from the country where you're at and we Mm -hmm. threw in some characters who actually even you know not some characters that are just showing you stuff about this country and in fact come from a uh from a film that you know was taking place throughout south america so at least you Mm -hmm. know even kind of makes sense there crazy thought crazy thought that maybe you could do something like that with upcott did frozen and there, there's going to be a through line of, of this episode where I'm going to talk a lot about Disney's inability to calculate wait times. Because for the first five days of our trip, every wait time that we encountered in a standby line was about 40% overestimated. And Frozen was the first time that happened. We we knew we were gonna need to do Epcot or Frozen on the first night at Epcot because it wasn't gonna get any better. Well, yeah, and because of our schedule for the Tuesday, the day we were gonna be in Epcot again, we weren't gonna have time to wait for like two hours. Right. Um. So we knew we needed to do it Saturday. The wait was l- like listed as I think sixty five minutes, and and I told Claire, this is. This is not going to get any shorter. 60, 60 minutes for, for Frozen Ever After is incredible. Like, that's a really good wait time. And so we ran over there. We got in line for it. 
we waited 35 minutes. And the line was really long. Like the line almost started at the turnstile. But it didn't take, it took 35 minutes. We, we waited, maybe 40. But this, it was like the first time, you know, I thought, okay, well, maybe that's, maybe that's, you know, it was really long and we just happened to catch it. Yeah, maybe short. they had an issue. A lot of people yeah. left the line and they hadn't run a, you know, run another person through to get the new line right. wait times. So that's, that was our thought. We rode Frozen. It was good. It's Maelstrom. You know, I, I personally did not find the uh, video faces on the audio animatronics to be good. I do not like that effect, uh, especially since I have, spoiler alert, seen Hondo and the Witch Doctor animatronics. You can do faces and make them convincing. And the video projected faces on audio animatronics are not good. I don't like them. Uh, I really wish, because they glow, like you can tell. And especially with how close you get to Anna and Elsa at the end of the ride. And when you um, get close to all three of them there. Yeah. You get, or no, no, with how close. uh, What is the dude's name in that attraction? Sven? No. um, uh, 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 I don't remember his name. It's. (laughs) <laughs> forgettable but as close as if, you get it to forgettable and anna at that one section yeah. and and i know i know somebody's gonna get really upset that i say Christoph. That. there you go thank you thank you it wasn't <laughs> actually forgettable it was i forgot i'll be completely honest if it was hondo far away like it was if it was as far away as hondo is i think it would be fine but because of how close you get to them it doesn't look good and i did not like that uh the reveal of elsa is good i I like that when the doors open and you kind of get the elsa reveal i liked how the uh boat kind of pivots at elsa to go backwards that was that was better than maelstrom i think there was less narrative reason for you to go backwards at maelstrom and this way you're you're looking at elsa and you almost don't even notice that the boat's spinning around and you're going to go backwards and uh, i think it it works a lot better uh, to be going away from from Elsa while she's kind of like gesturing at you to go works really well. But other than that, I mean, it's it's Maelstrom, and we didn't have to wait very long, and that was really nice. So that was the the things at Epcot that we did for the first time while we were in Norway. We got school bread at Kringla Og uh-huh. Bakery, and it's real good. If if there's anybody who has not tried the school bread, it's very very good. Um, that was a that was definitely a highlight of the trip. We ate dinner at La Celia that night. Both of us got the fillet. Uh, we got beef bourguignon poutine uh, instead of the classic poutine. The classic poutine wasn't even on the menu. They still make it, but you have to ask for it. They had beef bourguignon poutine and lobster poutine. We got the beef bourguignon. It was very good. Got the Filet, I said that, and then we got the uh, creme brulee for dessert. No, we did not get the cheese soup. I'm sorry, Brett. Well, okay, so you ruined your trip right there. <laughs> First it's all, it's all over. So yeah, it's it. What that's that feels like the standard order at La Cellier, basically at this point, right? Is filet, creme brulee, and insert app. You know, 
because you we can't got you can't really do the poutine and the cheddar cheese soup though. That's a, that's a bit right. much. We got the all of the Canadian things, like the the and, and something I've never noticed: the New York strip and the ribeye are all you are both USDA beef, and the fillet is Canadian huh. beef. I yeah, I've that's news to me. So I guess I'm not not paying enough attention. So Lacellier well, still this tastes. Is, this is like the the fifth time I've eaten there, and I've never noticed it. So. Uh, but yeah, very, very good. Very good uh, wait staff. First time eating there, not on a dining plan, and had a bit of sticker shock when I got the bill, but, um, you know, it, it worked out. Yeah. I had but, to remember, like... Remember, just do the math when it's all said and done, and you still did okay for yourself. Yes, we did. And then that night, Ep- we saw Epcot Forever. That was our only chance to see Epcot Forever. It did not... Nothing happened. It went off without a hitch. I thought it was, at the beginning, I thought it was uh, okay. And then the kites came out, and I was awestruck by them. The kites are incredible, and it took me a while to figure out how they were doing that. But, yeah, I loved Epcot forever. I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. Uh, the, those kites are definitely the, like cherry on top of a pretty good fireworks show i did notice the uh whole new world at the end uh that you were talking about and the only thing i can think of is that it is it would be wild for disney to use the phrase a whole new world without making it aladdin that's the only the only reasoning i can think of that they just kind of chuck aladdin in there at the end but uh come on no 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 i'm not i am no not letting them out on that one they there are a million other phrases they could have used this was not a uh-oh we really really the only words we can think of are uh, the that epcot will be a whole new world and oh darn i guess we've got to use a latin no, no not buying that one i i see what you're saying but no one thing that that got me that i didn't think would is uh being in epcot and hearing walt disney talk about epcot I kind of got a little emotional at that, like because he never got to be there, and they opened the show with the the quote from Walt. You know, we call it Epcot, and just like hearing those words that I've heard a million billion times, but said by Walt Disney in the park, fully realized, you know, that he was talking about, kind of like made me a little bit emotional. So that was a that was definitely you know, a good start. And then I was, I was hooked. Like, like I said, once those kites came out, I was, you you were along for the ride. And we watched it from the, uh, the bridge, uh, right next to the international gateway. So we got out of there quick after the, after the fire or after the show was over. That was, that was very wise on your part. Yeah. So we just like got in line for the Skyliner. And that was the only time really that we had a packed, Skyliner. Like where they were uh, shoving you in with a bunch of other people? Yeah, where we fully had like eight people and we felt kind of confined. That was the only time. Uh, the rest of them, you know, there were times when we were with another group of four or, you know, even I think there were a few times we were in there with five other people, but for some reason that was the only time that felt really like kind of confined. So the Skyliners are very roomy, uh, much more roomy than they look if you're if if you have if you haven't ridden them 
and you're going by, you know, basically an image and saying that is way too small, they're pretty big. They're, yes. they're definitely more roomy than, than they look for sure. So Saturday was Epcot really good. Sunday we went to Magic Kingdom. We got there. We had also never seen the Magic Kingdom opening show. And unfortunately, since the railroad is not open, they don't do the railroad show right now. So we went into the park. They do another show at the castle for the opening. It was really good. But what was better is that for the first like hour we were there, literally everything was a five-minute wait. We rode Splash Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, Pirates of the Caribbean, and the Haunted Mansion all in an hour. Most people don't want to get up that early, man. They're like, eh, we'll get there eventually. We were, we couldn't believe it. Like, it, it was, it was amazing. We were, we were loving it. Cause we like, we went to Starbucks and got a donut and we shared it and drank coffee. And then I looked at the app and I was like, everything's five minutes right now. And so we got up and went over and just did all those things. And then it started to get a little, you know, more busy. But man, that first hour was incredible. We didn't really do all that much that day uh, that was new. We tried Seven Dwarfs Mine Train again. I know, you know, we had already ridden it and we talked about how it kind of felt like you were jammed up in those those mm -hmm. little tiny roller coaster, yep. you know, cars. And it it felt <laughs> like weird. We tried it again and loved it. Claire and I have both lost quite a bit of weight since the last time and I, I think that does make a huge difference we were much more comfortable and it was m a much better experience this time so i i have changed my i've changed my opinion on seven dwarfs mind train love it do recommend but other than that we ate dinner in disney springs that night at paddlefish and it was you know fine i didn't it wasn't bad like definitely wasn't bad it was just an experience uh just was you know it was nice it was fun to to sit up we uh, the second floor is the restaurant mm -hmm. seating so you get to look out over over the lake uh and it was pretty well, you know we got to look nice, we were looking directly at right rainforest cafe so every time they did their little outside show part it was pretty we got to see the boathouse you know aqua cars amphi cars whatever uh driving around so it was a nice view and a nice meal but nothing nothing super special Monday was Animal Kingdom, and this day was very good. This was a very good day. Uh, we started by, wrote, we went in for extra magic hours. We had a flight of passage fast pass for 6.30 that night. So we knew, one, we couldn't fast pass anything except for the three things we already had. Um, and two, we knew we didn't need to go rope drop that. Because we got there at 7.50, park opened at 8, the, the line, by the time we got through the uh, security, the line for Flight of Passage was 90 minutes. Mm. So <laughs> we, uh, we walked right by that line and went and did Navi River Journey. And I loved Navi River Journey. That is an attraction that I want to ride through 10 times. You know, and just look at everything because yes, it's short. Yes, it's just a. I, I told Claire if that ride felt like Joe Rody just showing off, like 
it, there is so dang much to look at. Uh, I could have, you know, you, you could ride through it 10 times and see something new every time, but you have to know, you just have to go in there to, to see things. There's not a whole lot going on uh, other than that amazing animatronic at the end, which was running. And I was happy about that. Yeah. You didn't, um, you didn't get B mode on that at least. Yeah. But that, yeah, that animatronic is great and you get much closer to it than I thought. Uh, that was one thing. All of the images I've seen make it look like it's in the air. I thought it was like way above you and you took the boat underneath it, but you don't, you, you ride right up next to it. Like you're 10 feet from it and it is great. That is a super great animatronic and like just the, the fluidity. I know everybody has talked about that and said that, but I just have to pile on one more it's awesome but you have to say i agree um, because it is legitimately yeah. that good so and i think navi river journey is an excellent attraction uh not worth mm. two hours of waiting mm -hmm. like the the line does not compute with the attract the experience i think but i i loved it i thought it was really good it's a good attraction it's not an e-ticket attraction yeah no it's definitely not an e-ticket um we did primeval world which is definitely an e-ticket attraction. You were you were heartbroken when I said we'd never done Primeval World, so we did it. Well, good, and it was really fun. See, we both really liked it a lot. It's a little rough, mm -hmm. but it was super fun. <laughs> uh, the girl, the so it was me and Claire, and then two like I don't know, maybe like a a fourteen year old and a sixteen year old. I mean, there were two girls that were sisters. Yeah, next isn't, to isn't us, it fun and, how you just get thrown in with some random people? Uh -huh. on that? I mean, it was for us because they both were not having a good time. And so we were like, we were having an awesome time. And these two girls were just dead silent, frowns on their faces the whole time. Their parents were in front of us. Mm. And so we were just like cracking up because they were not having fun. This was not going to be a great experience after the attraction had no. for their family. Right. And, and I do appreciate one thing I was worried about was the spinning. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate that it really only spins one time in one direction and then spins the other direction one time. Like, I was afraid it was just going to be like spin, 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 spin the whole time. But they do a pretty good job of making sure you're not doing more than maybe two rotations in, in one direction, which, you know, if you do two in one direction and two in the other direction, it kind of cancels out the the nausea and the dizziness mm. and so claire and i both got off and were not nauseous or dizzy so whatever they're doing is is really good because claire gets i get dizzy really easily claire gets nauseated really easily and neither of us had an issue see i'm glad uh, to hear that because off. i've never had like that's that's not typically an issue to, for me like i can even you know get on mission space and do the whole you know, lean your head forward that you're totally not supposed, and I don't recommend that you actually do it, but I can do that and it doesn't really affect me. So I always kind of wondered, like, is this a good ride or is it just good if you don't get sick really easily? Can confirm, not a big deal, at least for us. Cool. We had our first experience with a fast pass being unavailable and getting a multi pass, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, Everest was down during our fast pass time, and so we got to use this fast pass on any attraction pass, except which in except for yeah, except for anything in Pandora, uh, conveniently enough. 
but we did just go back and use it on Everest. Uh, so we did get to ride Everest. And then ha- we also had our first experience with the single rider line, which the wait for Everest when we got off of it was 65 minutes. And Ooh. so we just, we got all out of Everest, went back and immediately both got in the single rider line and it was 20 minutes. And so if you don't mind not riding with the person that you're there with, the single rider line is absolutely a totally sane thing to do. I mean, it's, it's awesome. And, and I, I just never have had a, had a reason to use it, but I uh, totally recommend single rider. But super long line is a very good reason to use it. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then we did Everest later that night and they were running at limited capacity. So we waited 90 minutes to ride it that night, but it's, I mean, Everest is just a really good roller coaster. So we had to do it one last time since we only had one day for Animal sure. Kingdom. Flight of Passage. We had a fast pass, did not get to see the, the floating animatronic, which was sad, but we did get to do Flight of Passage in a reasonable amount of time. I was going to say, but you didn't wait hours and hours and hours to do Flight of Passage, so it all kind of works out. Okay. Let me start. Let me, and let me start at the beginning. When they shuffle you into the rooms to start the, quote, matching process, mm-hmm. that takes too long. I understand why. Because they are trying to have you doing something instead of standing in line. But that is like a 20-minute process that should take five minutes. The whole, like, move around a little bit. And like, oh, we're having trouble matching you and all that stuff. Like, if yours you took just, if yours took twenty minutes, the ride was having issues because I don't think I've ever waited anywhere near twenty minutes for it for was that like part. It, it was probably ten minutes standing in the in the little room mm-hmm. where they tell you to move around a little bit, and then another maybe another five standing in the little hallway where the lady goes over what to do again. So. Yeah, maybe 15 minutes um, between getting out of line and actually getting on the attraction. Okay. But yeah, that like they had us move around a little bit and we have to reboot the system. And it was just a lot of like, okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm just going to tell you, you were, you were experiencing a B mode there because I've, okay. I've never heard the words reboot the system. So probably okay, what yeah. you ran into is it, if somebody's having issues getting in or out of the attraction... It slows the load, and they've got that extra stuff built in to slow the load without explicitly telling you they're slowing the load. Okay. Yeah, because there was like, they went to do the matching, and the it crashed. No, never, and ever. And so they had to... Never, ever have I had that, and I have ridden that quite a few times at this point. Okay. Okay. So, that's good to know, because I was like, all right, this is too much. This is like... Just get get it get it over with. Right. But yeah. Okay. So that makes sense that we were in we were in B mode. Once we did get through, one, I had I have completely avoided any other than what me and you talked about, I knew nothing about this traction. Ride vehicle was totally different than I thought it was. I thought this was more of like a Tron light cycle power mm-hmm, run mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. vehicle where I would be laying forward. Uh no. Not like that at all. So I was almost immediately thrown off. But we got in there. If Disney was going to make Soren today, this is what they would do. The attraction itself was incredible. 
And I had such low expectations for it because I was like, I really, I really don't need another simulator, you know? But whatever Disney did, and I don't know what they did. I don't understand what, I, I could not tell you what about Flight of Passage is so good, but that is a good attraction. And I don't know, like there's a, there's a point in it where you get splashed. Mm-hmm. And I know in my head that it is impossible for Disney to control what individual water droplets do. But whatever they did, my brain bought it. Like I bought that I had just been splashed with the exact amount of water that was on the screen. Like they did such a good job with that effect that I I was just totally taken in by it. So how did um, so how did you like the loop to loop? Uh I mean I that was not it would be hard to to sell that. I didn't I didn't like that as much. Uh, my the thing that got me, the mm-hmm. thing that really made me freak out a little bit, was at near the end. There's like a stampede, mm-hmm. and the banshee almost acts like it's about to land on the back of one of the stampeding animals. And there was something about the way that 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 happened. Like if they had taken the ride picture right there i would have been making like a face because i thought oh you can't land on that that's that's moving but that's too fantastical to happen here right i i couldn't help myself i did look around Uh and holy crap that's a lot one a lot of people can ride this thing at the same time it kind of freaked me out a little bit how much how much this huge thing is moving like, this is not a little erector set that you're sitting on that moves in sync with a video. The whole building is moving. Like, the whole structure that this thing is mounted on is moving. And I don't understand how it works, but I was, I was like, whoa, man, this is crazy. Like, just, just the amount of people that are on it at the same time as you is, is incredible. So, I don't know. I, like, technically... And experientially, I was sold on on this. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I think it is worth the wait. If you have to wait two or three hours to do it once, uh, I think it's worth the wait to, to have the experience. I don't know if it's worth a re-ride at, at, at a wait like that, but at least to do it one time, it is definitely yeah, worth yeah. it. Yeah, just don't, don't go to Disney and skip it and be like, well, the line was too long for me to, to really want to do no. that. Attraction. Yeah, that's it's worth it. And then that night we went to Ohana, and Ohana is wonderful as always. I don't really, I I could go through all of the things. Chicken wings are good. Um, <laughs> yeah. The steak is very good. All, I mean, like everything the, is just all the food. Ohana is good. <laughs> it's all unlimited. The bread pudding is still excellent. Um, everything is is amazing. But so we did Ohana that night, and then we went home. Uh, we did have an issue and. I just want to say the the night we went to Ohana, um, the Magic Kingdom closed at four for a cast member event, and so when we our plan was to take the monorail back around to the Magic Kingdom and catch a bus back to Pop. Mm-hmm. The security guard was nice enough to tell us Magic Kingdom's closed. You're not going to be able to get off there. Parks You'll have closed. to go downstairs. The moose up front should have told you. Right. The 
So he said, you'll have to go downstairs, take a bus to Springs, and then take a bus back to your hotel. This is not an acceptable thing to have to tell people. I understand it's not going to happen that often, but telling someone to go downstairs, go to a completely different place, and then transfer to another bus to come back to their hotel is not okay. That, to me, is unacceptable. Okay, but it, it's, in their in their defense, it, it just doesn't it were, just doesn't make sense. But you were at the poly, right? Right, and you know there's there's no transportation. Like if you were at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, you wouldn't have expected them to have a bus that was going to take you back to Pop, right? You would have known you were going to need to get on a bus to whatever, and you would probably pick Animal Kingdom because it's the shortest bus ride. But and then you'd have to go from there to Pop Century, right? But that's not even like I'm I, I guess I'm trying to I'm trying to understand where the issue is there. I get it that providing people with buses from every resort to every resort is not feasible. I get that. But telling someone at ten o'clock in the at night you're gonna have to take a twenty minute bus ride to Springs and then another twenty minute bus ride back to your hotel sucks. And it's so un-Disney. And even though I can't, I can't tell you what they should do, they should not do that. They, that should not be the answer. So here's the thing. I agree with you. It spend sucks. an hour trying to get back to your hotel. And, and I have also done exactly that thing before because I've had to. Um, because I was leaving a resort and it was the end especially late at night that becomes difficult like earlier in the day it's not Mm -hmm. such a big deal because all of the parks are still open so you can just look at a map and pick a park or pick whatever bus is arriving next jump on it and then go from there to your resort but yeah if it's at 10 o'clock you know your your options are clearly going to be limited but i can also tell you that disney has already solved this problem for you jeremy have you heard of the mini e-vans? Because that'll get you there for only yes. $45. It'll, right. It'll take right. you straight to your resort. No, I, I totally get your frustration with that. But at the same time, it, yeah, I don't, I, I guess for me, I don't think of it as un-Disney because it's, that's the way it's always been. It just sucks. It just sucks to be in that position. It's, yeah, it sucks when um, it gets highlighted, I think, more than anything. Yeah. And if the Magic Kingdom had been open... It would have been fine. I I totally understand that this is we had a perfect storm of of issues, but man, it sucked. Though I will say the guy at the poly, the transportation guy at the poly, was very nice, and he did give Claire his hand warmer with, that he had for him because it was like fifty degrees and very very windy that night, and we were not dressed for it because we are stupid. It was very, very cold. The guy did give Claire's hand warmer. He was super nice and super apologetic. We had, so a Hollywood Studios bus came up. Mm-hmm. And Hollywood Studios was closed. Right. The bus driver said, I can take you to Hollywood Studios. No problem. Hop on. And I said, and I looked on my phone and the Skyliner was still running from the Hollywood Studios station. So I said, great, let's get on this bus. We'll go to Hollywood Studios, take Skyliner back to the hotel. Perfect. We don't have to wait out in the cold anymore. And this was already after waiting about 15 minutes. We get to Hollywood Studios. The bus driver says, it's closed. I can't get in. And we were both like, 
uh-huh and <laughs> and he said oh where are you going and we said pop and he said okay just let me take you to pop so all's well that ends well i guess because we, so so wait 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 we wait, did wait. just have to get on one bus let, let, and let's just let's clarify took us to our hotel. jeremy complains but, about the undisneyness and then gets a whole bus to no, himself yes absolutely that's what i'm saying is like that is not it's it sucks that that we were told to do that. It sucks that that is the, that, that my is experience the solution to this problem. My, yes, yes, I do not like that. That's the solution. Not my experience turned out very good, and I got what I wanted. And I took a bus, my own bus, basically. There was one other person on it, but I basically got my own bus back to my hotel, and it was very good, and we were very thankful. But. The fact that the solution is go to Springs and then take a bus back to your hotel eh, is the stupid. S- the solution is mini evans. I, I yeah, mean, yes, honestly, that like or or Uber or just a regular Lyft or whatever. I yeah, right. I, get I, that. I know that I know that sounds facetious, but I, I'm being honest. Like I, I no, it doesn't. I really think that that's right. where they're at. And and to, like you said, to some extent, it's understandable because you can't offer a bus for the one person every hour from pop century who's going to need to go, you know, from the contemporary or whatever. And, if you know, so then you'd have to have like the infrastructure there to handle that for every yeah. resort would be just insane. And there's just too many resorts. Yeah. But, but uh-huh. as you said, it is very frustrating when you are stuck at a resort and you just need to get back to yours and you're like, why isn't this, why, why am I going to have to deal with all this? Especially when I just spent a, an ungodly sum to to go eat at this you know which is usually why you find yourself at some other resort in the first place yep yep um so that you know all's well that ends well uh it turned out okay but yeah i was still i was frustrated by the the quote solution that the guy provided although i am thankful that he did provide that solution before we had tried to get off the magic kingdom and were unable to and they're like nope that was the that was the moose out front. He did tell you. Yeah. He he was the moose and I am thankful for him. Um Tuesday we went back to Epcot because that was a Christmas party night and so we went to Epcot for the first 3 or 2 thirds of the day and then went to the Christmas party about 4:30. Um we had lunch at Via Napoli and the pizza there is Super good, and the calamari was also very good. Uh, we met some friends of ours who were just happened to be at Disney at the same time. We met them there, um, had lunch, and and they're like wine connoisseurs, mm-hmm. and so I had a really good wine. Uh, I've I've never been a real big fan of wine, but apparently they had a very good Italian wine, and it was I found it very good. So 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 um, you're just you're just a very snooty wine person. That's all. And you yeah, just, and I guess you, now. And now you know. But Via is super good. I thank you for the recommendation. Um, hey, I the, just, we got just the, passing along the one I got from somebody else. So We got the Quattro Formaggio pizza. Mm-hmm. It's super good. They have a pizza with cantaloupe on it. That's, we saw that. That's the I, one that I had last time. And it's also really very good. Surprising because huh. it kind of it was it was a weird concept. But yeah, it works. It, it actually works to have cantaloupe on your pizza. Interesting. So that night was the Christmas party. At the Magic Kingdom. And I am of two minds about the Christmas party. One, it was really fun. And we got a bunch of free cookies. And I tried eggnog for the first time. 
and they were giving out Fanta at some of the cookie, you know, locations. Some of them was just that, had strawberry. F- was that not the weirdest thing to, to that they that Fanta yeah. was the beverage? Yeah. And I, I thought, oh, it'll be really funny if I eat every single cookie I get. It was not. I felt <laughs> horrible. It's, it's funny to all of us that you ate every single cookie you about, were offered. About three hours in, I was just like, my stomach was killing me. But I continued to eat all the cookies because I'm stupid. You underestimated uh, how many cookies you were going to be offered. Yeah, I did. Um, the lines are super short at the Christmas party, so that was good. The fireworks. So they're not doing Happily Ever After during Christmas this year. They're doing Minnie's very special Christmas time fireworks, I think they call it. Mm-hmm. Or very, very something. They were good. The fireworks were, were good. We saw them twice. We saw them from California Grill uh, the night we ate there. It's good fireworks. We stayed for the parade. We saw the 11 o'clock parade. Very, very long parade. Watched it, we watched it from Main Street. And man, at that point, my legs and feet hurt so much. <laughs> and we lined up at 11 and the parade didn't get to us until 11.20. And then it's like a 20-minute long parade. And we were just standing still. And for anyone who hasn't ever been to Disney, walking is not the problem. Walking, I guess your body is like compensating and and it doesn't hurt nearly as much as just standing still does. Standing still is awful. And so we stood still for like 45 minutes and it was horrible. Um, But the parade was really good. I liked the parade a lot. Santa was at the end. It was a really good Santa. He was doing, he was, he was like, I don't know how he knew some of these kids' names. I guess their parents had signs, but he was like calling kids out by name and it was pretty cool. Have you not heard um, of this new, this new magic band functionality they added in? <laughs> oh, is it, is it really? No, I have no, I have no clue, but at the same time, I'm kind of sitting here going, no, oh, that would be a good use of magic band technology. <laughs> I got magic banded on uh, Star Tours. Oh, did you? Where it said my name. And where I'm from on Star Tours. So it could happen, I guess. Yeah, maybe so. Um, in the queue, not on the, on the ride, but yeah. in the queue. So that's, so that's your one. So all of that sounds like being of one mind that the yeah. Christmas party is really good. So what's the, the other negative mind? thing? I don't like the extra ticketed event stuff. Like I have just a fundamental issue with that with closing the magic kingdom for an extra ticketed event. I, and that's whatever, like I understand they want to do that. It's a way, you know, we paid basically what it costs to get into the magic kingdom for a whole day to be there for, you know, whatever, five hours. So I get it. I understand. I just don't like, I, I struggle with, with that, with it being an extra ticketed event and, and like, you know, Whatever that they that goes back to like my hatred of of paid for fast pass and stuff. Um, my real like weirdness was with the music in the fireworks. The fireworks themselves were impressive. The fact that Disney can sync fireworks with music is incredible, mm-hmm. and I don't understand how you do that with something that is basically gunpowder in a cardboard tube. But they do it, and it's crazy but about three quarters of the way through this fireworks show there's music with lyrics 
and it's a really, really cheesy song, and it immediately felt like something that like SeaWorld would do. And that's not to not to drag SeaWorld, but I don't. It just it went from this like you know kind of charming mix of Christmas music and simply having a wonderful Christmas time by Paul McCartney, and there was you know all these instrumental things, and then you just like launch into this this song that is is it was just weird and and so that like i did not like that aspect of the of the fireworks it it felt a lot like you know you know what i'm talking about when i say like sea world or or six flags where it's like a like a karaoke you know f- show almost i i do i don't know i it just felt it felt weird i do get what you're saying i guess i'm trying to think because i feel like disney doing most of the time, their show, their show music doesn't have lyrics. Uh, it doesn't always, but like Wishes has a song. The Happily Ever After has a song. And I'm trying to think, though, do, maybe the fireworks isn't to the lyric. Like maybe the, the song part is after the fact. But like I know like the Wishes Dream a Dream thing was going on while fireworks were going on. Right? Wasn't it? I don't remember. At least while they were, remember. at least while they were shooting the like single things over the castle, you know. Yeah. So I, but it, yeah, I. It has to be done well to work out, and so this one just didn't. Just it was just so cheesy and and strange to me. So it sounds like they were trying to pull on your heartstrings, and you recognized they were trying to pull on your heartstrings, and so it came off the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, yes, it was like they're. The lyrics were, you know, like, the best gift I could have is the family we made together, and you're, th- like, the all I want for Christmas is you kind of stuff, and, and they're definitely trying to tug at the hearts of the people who are standing there, you know, holding hands or hugging or whatever while the while the fireworks go on, which Claire and I were, like... It it was effective, but I was like, <laughs> "You're like, dang, you Disney, this is working yeah. on me, and I despise you for it." I just don't like it. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, the Christmas party was was good, and it was basically to for me, Mickey's very merry Christmas party was a one hundred dollar per person event to ride more things and get real sick on cookies yes when all is said and done this is a this is a paid fast pass event did, pretty much did you did you uh try any of the like limited time offer paid sweets that were available we tried the christmas cookie milkshake at anti-gravities because you because because the, the, the man who decides to eat every cookie offered goes, ah, I could use some cookies. It doesn't have, it's, it's a cookie-flavored milkshake with a marshmallow Mickey on top. There were no cookies in there. There was chock-a-block with ice cream and whipped cream and marshmallows, but no cookies in there. <laughs> <laughs> 